Well, hello, Wichita. This is Wichita City Council Member Brian Fry representing District 5. Welcome to another edition of Council Chat. Uh, I'm pleased to be joined this morning by uh, Council Member Becky Tuttle. Good morning. It's Friday. Yes, it is. And hard to believe Christmas is a week away. I know. I was telling someone today earlier that, you know, a week from today will be Christmas Eve. Two weeks from today will be New Year's Eve. So we're two weeks and a day from 2022. Wow, that's hard to believe. Yeah. It's kind of snuck up, but I know everyone's looking forward to a new year with new opportunities and and new challenges, obviously, but it's hard to believe it's already here. Wow. Um, Well, let's get right into it. As we get into the end of the year, we've got a lot of things that we try to wrap up. Last couple of council meetings, we've had some significant issues. Um, On Tuesday, we just uh, approved the MOU, or the actually the contract with the FOP, for the next three years, which, again, that was something that the union felt very strongly about. They were very positive about the contract. Council felt very good about it. And, and I think it's it's a great relationship we have with our FOP right now. I think so, too. You know, and we had a, a few comments and a few suggestions from the community, and we agreed that we'd look into those in the future. They weren't just, you know, forgotten, but we wanted to go ahead and, and continue to make progress on approving the actual contract with the Fraternal Order of Police. Yeah, and having that relationship with them right now, being as good as it is, really helps as uh, the news today with Gordon Ramsay uh, resigning and and going on to something else. And as we start looking for our new police chief, to have that really strong relationship with the FOP, I think, will really put us in a good position um, to find someone to take over for him. Yeah, I think so, so too. And, you know, always I know that you're a big supporter, as am I, of our um, police department or fire department or first responders who put their life on the line every day and have a much different job than I do. I, I think sometimes my job is hard and I have to make a lot of quick decisions, but compared to what they do, nothing yeah. nothing can compare. Yeah, and to that end, another action that we took this week, we approved uh, $2.3 million for replacement of radios for the fire department, which, you know, we just kind of get used to the idea that they have what they need or, you know, those radios are going to be good. Well, technology is changing so fast and that they have to make sure that they've got the best equipment to do their jobs effectively. So that was an important budget or council action on Tuesday. Yeah, I know you both you and I did Fire Ops 101 and we've mm-hmm. both done the Citizen Fire Academy. And one thing that we learned when I was in my class this last year was that the radios are their lifeline. Right. If yep. they go into a burning structure or they're dealing with an incident, that radio is the way that it can actually save their lives and save other lives. So yep. really important. And one more council item from Tuesday that I'd like to hit on, because I think it's a sign that our economy is starting to get back to pre-COVID times. We approved a lease agreement for a new hotel at Eisenhower National Airport. And, you know, it's not going to be built or open until 24. So but by that time. You know, our travel industry is telling us that the business travel should be back and that extra uh, room capacity is going to be needed. And so that's good that we're starting to see that business come back and and areas that were really hit hard by COVID, uh, travel and leisure. And so. And we have a new airport director who's going to be joining. I think he's already started, right? And I was uh, fortunate enough to be part of the interview selection process. And one of the things that was really important to the committee and was important to me was development of the airport in that area of our community. So excited to see what he'll bring and new enthusiasm and and a new approach. So um, this is just one more enhancement that's happening out at our Eisenhower Airport. Yep. So, um, and he's 
very dynamic. I'm really looking forward to working with him and seeing what new ideas and opportunities he can bring to Eisenhower and Jabera. He has a ton of energy. Yeah. So exciting. Yep, absolutely. So looking at next week's agenda, we're going to revisit an issue that we took on a couple of weeks ago relating to some park facility improvements, uh, some capital n- items that you know, as we look at our park inventory and where some things need repairs and fixes, um, there were some questions about some other areas of our park and recreation that we needed to have staff look at. And so they're bringing back to us uh, the agenda item to approve. And, and this is for improvements at Watson Park uh, to get the, all the furniture and, and furnishings for the new event center, Woodard Recreation Center, some flooring and security issues there, A Price Woodard Park, the railings around the fountains, replacing the grass with artificial turf at Nafsker Park, and then a parking lot at West Millbrook Park. So, uh, again, just trying to figure out how we can take care of all these things and still maybe take some other issues that were brought up, like Clapp Park Bridge over the creek there. Yeah, the, I think there are two pedestrian bridges right. that Councilmember Cirillo said were in, in need of repair. So we're going to take a look at those and hopefully get that approved so we can make those improvements and, and uh, keep the parks top-notch. And then another item for Tuesday is an MOU for Riverfront Stadium development, uh, a surrounding Riverfront Stadium. So this is the next piece of the, the grand plan for that whole area. And it's, as announced in the press, it's a, it's a hotel and office space and retail and restaurant. And it's bigger than what was required of the first phase. And it's going to bring additional revenue to the district, which helps pay off the stadium debt that much quicker and just create a catalyst. Um, the stadium is f- fantastic and wonderful, but getting these extra pieces, which is always envisioned as part of that, just takes it to that next level. And so we're going to look at that MOU to start pushing forward on it. And, and I think that's really exciting. I do, too. I think people are anxious to see what's coming next to the core of the city right and people keep asking me you know we have a beautiful baseball stadium we see other things happening we have lots of new residential downtown new hotel and and other amenities and and people are excited to see what's going to happen next right and and again you know everybody always says well you know this the stadium was a dollar an acre for this development well it's a multi-million dollar investment that's going to generate 19 million dollars in revenue a which we'd projected originally 18 million. So it's an enhancement over that. It's definitely worth the investment. Um, and it's the grand vision that we always thought we'd get with that. So Absolutely. pretty exciting stuff. Also next week, we're going to consider a contract renewal with Visit Wichita. And I know you serve on the board for yep. Visit Wichita, so you probably can augment this and, and say way more than I can. But Visit Wichita contracts with the city of Wichita to promote tourism and convention activities in our great city. And in an effort to bring convention and special events to Wichita, the city council established a convention promotion contingency allocation in our annual budget as part of the Tourism and Convention Fund. And it's an earmarked fund to help with special activities deemed appropriately by Visit Wichita. And some of those I had to go back and look and see in our agenda packet, but a few of the recipients in the past have been the Air Capital Classic and the Kansas State High School Athletic Association, um, the National Association of County Engineers, and then also the Kansas Association of Counties. So just another great partnership that we have with the city. You know, I think one thing that we acknowledge and recognize is there are things 
that we can do really well and there are things that we can contract with other entities to help us to do that maybe we can't so this is certainly one of those and would love to hear your thoughts because you are on the board so if you have anything you'd like to add I'd love to hear it no absolutely the entire industry struggled with COVID absolutely and we lost conventions we lost travel leisure and business and it's still slow coming back Um, we're looking at projections of 22 our hotel revenue going to be down maybe 12 percent from pre-covid but that's pretty amazing that it's only going to be down 12 percent that shows you that it's coming back quicker Um, and visit wichita this contract allows them to go out and recruit even more events got some great stuff on the 22 bookings from uh, wrestling national championship to figure skating um, several conventions that are new to us so they're out there, you know, beating the streets and trying to make sure people are thinking about Wichita as destinations, not only for business and convention, but for leisure. Yeah. We recruit guests from Kansas City, Tulsa, Topeka, Western Kansas, you know, and so having this budget allows them to do that and get people to fill our hotels and our restaurants and our retail and bring those revenues up. So it's obviously a challenge. Everyone's in the same situation right now, but this is what we need to do to keep pushing the city forward. And, you know, our attractions are making those investments. You're seeing great things done at Sedgwick County Zoo, at Exploration Place, um, and so forth. And so having that budget that allows them to advertise and promote our city as a region helps. And we just keep giving them cool things to be able to promote, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> we have a lot of great amenities that we've added in the last couple of years just to help attract people here. The other thing that we're going to discuss on Tuesday that I'm personally very excited about is Bike Share ICT and a memorandum of understanding. And back in 2013, long before I was on council and you were on council, but I was working actively in the community with walking and biking and trying to promote walking and biking as safe and reliable forms of transportation and not just recreation, the city endorsed the Wichita Bicycle Master Plan. We also have a master pedestrian plan. And one of the areas that's in the plan was bike share. And so I remember chatting with staff. I was the chair of the Health and Wellness Coalition at the time and chatting with city staff and saying, you know, what's it was back in 2017, what's not happening in in the bicycle plan, and they mentioned bike share. And so we went forward and were able to get with the Wichita Community Foundation and also Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Kansas to get support for funding of bike share ICT. And so because of the generous contribution of Blue Cross and Blue Shield, we're able to keep the ridership fees very low so that it's an uh, option for many in the community. Not everybody in our community has a car. Not everybody can drive a car. Not everybody wants to drive a car. And so this gives people other forms of transportation so they can move about our city and get where they need and want to go. And so um, just, uh, I think, an asset in our community to have 220 bicycles at 40 different locations. I think it really helps to attract and retain talent. It started down in the core, but now it has expanded across the city, even all the way to WSU. So again, just something that I'm really proud of and proud to have worked with and, and glad to see it continue. We did have a little hiccup during COVID. Um, our vendor, because of uh, COVID, was unfortunately not able to stay in business, so we had to go through the process of selecting another vendor. But got the system up and rolling again as quickly as we could and and while the system was down and not operating we had a lot of people who said hey we miss bike share act make sure that we get it back so again just something that i'm really personally proud to have been able to work with pump the brakes <laughs> council member tuttle beat me to the pun 
That was really good. So, um, <laughs> but you make a very great point here in that in a city this size, we have to have a variety of transportation options for people. And whether it's transit, trolley, bike share, scooters, and I'm past my scooter days, but having all of these different things allows people that don't have vehicles a way to get around the city. And whether it's just for convenience or whether it is to go get groceries or get to a doctor's appointment, having this variety of things and, and keeping at a low cost for our neighbors is so important and adds so much to the quality of life. Yeah, I think, and again, you know, most people use it for recreation. We know that because we keep track of, there's so much rich, robust data for bike share. But what was really interesting to, to me long before I was on council when I was um, running the system, the Bike Share ICT program, that one of the number one places that community members stopped where there wasn't a bike share station was at Douglas and Hillside where the Dillons mm-hmm. is. And so what that we assume showed us, um, you know, it's kind of anecdotal, but we can make some assumptions, is that that is the closest uh, grocery store to the food desert that's downtown. People were utilizing the system to get to a grocery sure. store. Absolutely. And so again, it's, you know, it's fun and it's a great amenity and it's a great resource, but it's also um, helping to ha- add to enhance people's quality of life. And just an interesting fact, we have had bike share ICT riders from all 50 states. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so we were we were had a holdout of Rhode Island for a while, but now we have riders from all 50 states. So, so people are coming to our city and they're using the amenity. They're not taking the bikes to the 50 states. I hope they're not. It'd be, it'd be tough to get to Hawaii. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or Alaska. <laughs> um, well, again, big shout out and thank you to Blue Cross Blue Shield for their continued sponsorship Absolutely. for this program. As we get at the end of the year, we always have to do some, you know, regular things, and that's everything from salary adjustments and and classifications to insurance policies, making sure they're updated and renewed. So that's part of the agenda. And then one project that's pretty cool is the Propel Grants, which is a new program that started in District 1 using Hyatt money to make small business loans. And we're going to receive a donation from Interest Bank of $100,000 to expand that program so that there can be small business loans made to all districts and not just District 1. So it started there, but it's grown. I think there's only been one loan paid out so far, but this is going to enhance the ability to do even more and help those small businesses, the startups, our entrepreneurial capital expand so and, pretty and exciting yeah we've done quite a bit with but to help support small business but this recently. propel grants is new yeah but we have quali which right. is our online resource for small businesses and then last week from the bench we also approved some arpa funds to be for right. small also for small business so, so this re- goes back to the chung report where we right. say we need to support our entrepreneurial or small business development opportunities and i think i saw a stat the other day that said there were more startups in the year of COVID than any other year in our last few years. Is that right? Yeah, um, I think it was like a 20% growth. And I could be wrong on the data, but um, the fact, the matter is, the point is, more startups are happening. Yeah. Um, And it's because people are seeing there's either opportunities to have a supplement their income, or even just want to get out of the corporate rat race and do their own thing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah. 
So some of the other things that we're going to be doing um, on Tuesday is we'll be talking about year-end budget adjustments, um, something that kind of, you know, always happens at the end of the year. We did approve our actual city council budget um, for 2022 back in September. We based it on what we knew then, right, on anticipated activity and levels and costs. But each year, our staff, we have a fabulous finance staff and a fabulous finance director review our financial activity and, and, and have to make adjustments, just like, you know, people probably do in their budgets at home. So that's kind of one of the functions of the city that we have to do. And then this time of year, our agendas are always really full with year-end activities. But one thing that I do every year is I keep <laughs> all of my active my agendas, the paper copies that we get that sometimes are two, four inches tall, deep, thick with paper. And so we I have them from 19, 20, and now 21. And so at the end of the year, staff and communications likes to have me stack them all. And we see if it will be taller than a tuttle. So I am 5'2 <clears throat> without heels or hair um, being poofed up. And so the first year that I was here in 2019, it, it was above my eyes. It was like almost to my forehead. And then um, 2020 wasn't quite as tall. So I'll be curious. I have not stacked it up to see where it's going to be. I haven't practiced yet. So we'll be doing that hopefully um, as we enter into the end of the year and get ready for 2022, like we mentioned. That's right. So any big plans for the weekend? Uh yeah, I've got a couple of bell ringing shifts for Salvation Army. Fantastic. And a couple of holiday parties as, yeah. you know, it's that time of year. But Tis the season. Absolutely. Well, thank you for your bell ringing activity. I really appreciate that. And I know it helps to support a great cause, the Salvation Army, who does really fantastic work in the city and, and helps those most in need. So thank you for taking uh, your time to help other people. What about you? You have big plans for the weekend? Um, not so much. Need to just get some more shopping done for the holidays. I started. And then, yeah, I know. I say get some more. <laughs> done okay start um and then also just try to spend some time with friends and you know have a few things planned also to celebrate the holidays and busy time of the year and then read my agenda packet right. which will take me a couple hours so thank you council member fry thank for you. joining us thank you staff again for making this happen and all you do to make it look easy for us and we appreciate everybody in the community and reach out at any time i always say our doors and our minds are always open so if you have thoughts about the city reach out any time. Thanks. Thank you.